Welcome to Define You Radio, where you get lessons, tips, and more from those who decided to define life on their own terms and are changing the lives of others. Pens and papers ready. Class is now in session. Yes. And yes, and hello, and welcome to Define You Radio. I am really going to change that intro. Let me just throw that out there. I like the beat. I don't know about the rest. But anyway, welcome to Define You Radio classes and session. I am your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace. Make sure you are subscribed and connected to all things Define You, including Define You Movement, where classes and sessions seven days a week. You can find out more at www.ValenciaGWallace.com. And guess what, guys? I know y'all love it. We're back with another one. Tonight is another Hot Seat Tuesday, but this is going to be the hottest of the hot. I guess that's probably what we should have called the the show the hottest of the hot hot seat Tuesday <laughs> with my fabulous fabulous co-hosts that make it all flow together like a good gumbo Miss Lavon and Shannon Queen stand up Hi yes stand up hello everybody yes <laughs> Now let me pass my warning this is my my warning uh I did have coffee and a B12. So I yeah. and this is our if you guys have been keeping up with us on Facebook, this is our last show before we take a break in July to come back with in August with hotter shows, hotter topics, all of the above. So I'm I'm hyped and I'm excited. So um ladies, your thoughts about my coffee and my B12. <laughs> God help us all. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Help us, Lord. Help us. Help, help us, Lord. Well, you know, this month's series has been about challenging expectations. And to me, it kind of very much sums up the different topics we're going to kind of hit on tonight. Some of our hottest shows, the ones that I know I've gotten a lot of response off of that people really felt like really um, hit close to home. So we're going to talk a little bit about the colorism, which you guys can go back and listen to some of the old shows where we originally talked about colorism. We're going to hit on depression, the myth of the strong woman, um, competition. And we're going to hit on on a whole lot tonight because, you know, I have questions. So. After the colorism show, Shannon took a paper bag, found a paper bag somewhere. Um, I don't know where because I don't even know where you find paper bags to work and posted pictures. Now, (laughs) to kind of recap the colorism show, and in case you don't know what colorism is, it is, um, I don't know, prejudice, preference. I don't know how the exact. Uh, Wikipedia definition, but colorism is a term used to describe, I guess, preference with, you know, light skin or brown skin or something of that nature within the African-American community or black community. 
they're the same community, but exactly. Okay. I don't know why I said it like that. It made sense at the time. So that's how I would describe colorism. It's like, you know, um, when people prefer those of the lighter persuasion. That's that's my definition, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Shannon, you did a, a – you took a paper bag, I guess, to work or wherever. So tell me a little bit about – that and you know what was the feedback you kind of got from the show and the whole paper bag thing um so well first i found the paper bag and the dollar tree you know you can find everything at dollar tree um and um a couple of the ladies you know they they listened and they talked about it and um you know they were pretty much just basically going over all of the things that they heard growing up um you know, comparing themselves to to the paper bag and and um, you know how because there there were different age groups. So at different age groups, you could hear the differences as a, as to what was told in regards to their shade. Um, so yeah, I went and found the paper bag, and I just I just wanted to see based on the paper bag which end of the spectrum would I end up on. Now I was a bit confused because I was like right almost right there with the paper bag. So I was like, well, you know, would I have been, you know, would you pass or not enough? You're right. I mean, which way, which way did I go? Now, one yeah. of them, she's, um, she's just real, real, like real red, just real yellow. So she was just like not even <laughs> near the paper bag. <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, it was, we, it was fun because, you know, we understood, um, you know the depths of it and the with the roots of it and and understood where we are with it now and why things have need to change as far as colorism and how we you know we deal with each other based on our shade of black um so i mean it was it was the feedback from the show was really really good because it opened up a lot of dialogue of things people really don't talk about they don't really discuss it um you know and and even with with one of the young ladies she was telling me her daughter um, she never like she never raised her daughter to see color, so it's just you know whatever we don't talk about it. It is what it is. However, her daughter, um, so she went to school or something, and somebody told her she was black, and unfortunately mm. she was so far gone that she was like, no, I'm not. I'm white. Mm. And so I think her daughter's and, mixed. And, oh no, her daughter is not mixed at all. That's, oh. that's the part that's that's really right. That's the part that's really crazy. And I'm looking at. It, I'm like, well, what are you, what is this? What's happening? Because something there's a disconnect somewhere. And she's like, well, you know, no, I don't teach. I don't talk about black or white or anything. She didn't get that until, you know, she tried to actually say that um, in school or something. And somebody corrected her, like, no, you're not. You're black. And you know, I, have, I was like, I have well, so you many know, questions. She yeah. just glossed by. <laughs> You know, Shannon glossing by this, but I, I have questions. Okay, so the daughter's not mixed. She's like 100% black. 100% black, yes. Is she light? She's dark. You know, skin. like if she, no, she's dark. Skin. And so the mom figured if she didn't talk about it, it doesn't exist? Like, 
I, I, you should oh, see the God. look on my face. This is why we can't do like a, a live show. Because the look on my face is like <laughs> this. Probably the, same look, probably the same look I gave her as she's telling me this. And I'm like, and I mean, because I asked him like, so I don't, I don't understand. Like, oh, we, you know, but we bought the black doll babies. I mean, the white doll babies and all this because she just assumed she was white. We never talked about it. But baby, like, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> But she went to school, I, didn't she? Yeah, which is where she, I guess, when she finally verbalized that she thought she was white is where they quickly corrected her, no, you're not. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was yeah. so, I mean, the, the show brought a lot of interesting stories and, you know, dialogue. Um, the other young lady, she's got a little girl. She doesn't want, she picks out light-skinned, really, really, well, white doll babies because, her grandmother is really, really white, so for her, it's, it's this is what it should look like because this is what my grandmother looks like. Mm-hmm. So it, mm. it just brought about a lot of different different dialogue of what, what's happening with our children, even currently still. It's like, wow, this is this is interesting, very interesting. So, yeah, I think. I think I probably got wrinkles on my forehead now from the way I was frowned up from that story. Me too. <laughs> but me, like me being 100% honest, right? So, you know, when Cameron was very, very young, you know, my, my ex-husband was, you know, was white. I'm sure he still is white today, but, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> That was just, that was funny. So, and Cameron was like in, in elementary school um, then, and I had to correct him. Um, and I don't remember, you know, this was forever ago, but I had to correct him because he said something about him being mixed. And I was like, mm. what? You know, and like oh. I said, he was like early ele- elementary school, right? And so he was really close to my ex-husband, and y'all listen to the verbiage, was really close to my ex-husband, right. and, you know, this was his family. This was his family makeup. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. being smart enough to know that, you know, one black parent, one white parent, the kid is mixed. Yeah. It it made sense in his elementary school mind, even though my son has mm-hmm. always very much been brown you know he's always he's always been brown except you know them first that first week of life I think but um you know so but in his mind as a as a kid it it made sense to him but out when he said it I was like what you know like it was so crazy to me that he that he said it but it made sense to him so I didn't I never thought about that Again, till just now, in which I'm gonna have to remind Cameron of that when he come home. Remember when you thought you was mixed and you won you all the brown. <laughs> now, why do you want to do that to him? Why you wouldn't make him? Do that? I know. <laughs> I told him, but you can see where he get that from, though. Right. I mean, right. I could understand that in his, you know, preschool, right. his young school age, first grade, kindergarten age. You know, their mind. I can see him. I can see how he got that. He's looking, this is my dad. You know, this is the father figure that he had in the home. Yeah. And he's looking at you, and he's like, okay, 
I have to be, if I'm the offspring, I have to be in the middle somewhere. Right. Right. And I I was like, Lord, I hope my child never said this in public. You know, we had, but that's when I became really aware that I had to kind of, I don't want to say make him aware of his blackness, but start instilling um, that, that pride in his, like, know who you are, you know, which I never thought was important to have that discussion with him. Because you, when you think about colorism and racial identity, you really don't think necessarily that it's a man issue. You know, you think, you know, little mm-hmm. girls and women have issues with this. So I never thought I had to have this discussion. But I, it was around the same time because I have a niece, Valencia Jr., and she she's always been like extra light, extra light, you know, because on her dad's side they do have some white. And so Cameron, he went from thinking he was mixed to saying, no, Lynn is white and I'm black. And for the longest time he thought she was white, even though she, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell she's black, but, you know, my niece is very, you know, very light. Like you could tell that somewhere yeah. down the line there is some Caucasian up in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. and so we used to always correct him, but we used to laugh about it. Not, you know, it's a lot of things we do that we don't think about, mm-hmm. you know, and we used exactly. to laugh about it like, uh, boy, she's not white, <laughs> instead of like kind of breaking it down on that, you know, on that level, you know. Uh-huh. So, very interesting. Instill your child's racial identity, whatever their racial makeup is and their uh, color makeup, because we know we come in a range. There's levels of brownness. Yes, it is. So, LaVon, what kind of response and comments you would like to add about that that show? I would say the biggest takeaway for me on the colorism show and I got the most feedback about was um, the topic of relationships. When we, you know, when we think about who we date, you know, saying I don't prefer a dark-skinned man or a light, I prefer a light-skinned man or, you know, how some women and even men have preferences even within the black, you know, community to say you would rather date a light-skinned woman or a dark-skinned woman. So that was the biggest thing because, I, I, as I said on the show that night, and I, those that know me know I make it very much well known that, you know, dark-skinned men aren't what I am attracted to. It's, they've never been what I was attracted to. Do you or have you gotten um, – I don't, I, don't, I don't know that backlash is a – Excuse me, right term. But have you gotten comments like, "Oh, you have a problem with being black because you prefer lighter skinned men," or any, you know, anything of that nature? <clears throat> well, yes, I did. I had some people ask because my 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 mom, you know, and my sister and brother, they are, you know, are darker than me. Most of my my family is dark. You know, most of us we are we are I would say a nice blend of colors. We probably have about every color in our family, but it is, you know, like my mom and her brothers, you know, my aunts and uncles, mostly everyone is like darker. 
So some people would say that I had a complex that I didn't like, you know, or I was afraid that, you know, to date someone that, you know, looked like my family or that was dark or was I afraid that I was going to have dark babies. You know, I had all kind of craziness. But And it's not to say that dark men are not attractive. There are some very attractive dark-skinned men. It's not to say that. It's just that it was just never anything that I was attracted to, you know, that I automatically saw, oh, I would want to date this guy. But the that exception was just, uh, that, that was rule, my preference. I'm Say that again. Sure the exception to I was I'm pretty sure the exception to that rule is the dude from Amistad, and <laughs> he's an exception to the whole rule. That, there, there has to be quite a few exceptions to that rule. Yes, I mean there are because you think. There are some very and there are some very nice looking dark skinned men and I'm not saying but they when I see them it's not like I say, Oh, I would want to date them. You know, when before I was right. married, it's not like I looked at a dark skinned man. Even if he was nice looking, I said, like, Oh yeah, he is cute, he's fine, you know, whatever. But I just didn't have an attraction like, Oh wow, I wouldn't mind going out with him or I wouldn't mind getting his number or maybe he'll mm-hmm. ask me out. I just didn't have that type of attraction. Not saying that they're not some good looking. There are some good looking dark men, but that just no, wasn't my I, cup I, of tea. I completely under understand, and um, I talk about this in my chapter in in Through the Valley, and I think I kind of hit on it in um, Motherless Child, but how mm-hmm. I was so traumatized by um, my psycho ex from New Orleans who was, you know, very black, um, and I hope nobody gets offended by that, but, you know, whatever. Um, So he was, you know, dark-skinned and stuff. I was so traumatized by that relationship, I could no longer even look at black men. And I had to go, I mean, I had to, you know, really pray that spirit of fear off of me because I'm raising Mm -hmm. a black man. Um, And so at that point I started dating, you know, guys that were not black, okay, mm-hmm. um, am, am I, I was no longer attracted to black men. Like I could look, like you said, I could look at, and, and I'm saying it regardless of the level of blackness, like I could look and say, you know, um, oh, he's cute or he's attractive or X, Y, and Z, but he was, mm-hmm. he was not qualified to be in, my dating pool, so to speak, or however you want to want to phrase it. And I definitely caught a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people mistakenly thought they could express their opinions without fully knowing <laughs> who I am and my response. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was definitely, I do definitely understand what you're saying. And then, you know, catching people's comments and, you know, Oh, you have an issue with being black? Like, what are you talking about? I've been black mm-hmm. since birth. You know, um, so I did catch a whole lot, and you kind of go from being, you know, defensive, ready to, you know, jump down people's throat to just giving them this look like, who raised you? Like, yes. I'm confused that you would, you know, because people feel like they could say what you want to say. That's a whole other show, and we probably going to have to um, touch on that whole thing mm-hmm. of interracial, yes. interracial dating um, when we come back. 
because, guys, when we take this break, we're coming back with, like I said, it's going to be on fire type high. Yeah. So, um, but I under I definitely understand what you're saying with with that with that part. Shannon, what mm-hmm. was your but hold on, let me add this real quick. Before I started dating um white men or non black men, whatever makes you feel comfortable because I'm good. Um I would not I would not date somebody that was lighter than me. Like, you had to be darker than me. We could not be the same shade because that meant we could have been brothers and sisters. Like, you you had to be darker than me. That was, like, law. Wow. That was a law. I would be like, and so I guess that's probably why one of the reasons it was shocking and to people when I went all the way to the other end of the rainbow, you know, because, wait a minute, you used to only date dark-skinned guys, and, you know, that's my prerogative, hashtag Bobby Brown. Um, <laughs> Shannon, did you did you did you have a preference um, when it came to color and dating? No, Shannon was just like, um, I don't care. I, I mean, I, I really didn't. It well because one, I have six brothers, and they are right. all different shades of black. So right, right. it was it's hard to. To to say okay, well I like you know all the darker men. Well, okay, I got two brothers over here, one slightly darker than the other. I got these two over here, a little caramel, a little mocha right here, and, you know. And then this one, and he looked like his daddy's half Puerto Rican. But we all got the same. We you know we all have the same mother and father. So I never really um, never really gave that any thought. Now for the record, when you do start this arranged marriage stuff, I do have a phobia against short men and men with little lips, but that's a whole nother story. Those are the only two things I have a phobia. Somebody please write that down. That that will be a show because I need phobias. Phobias. That's well. I'm with you on the short, Shannon. I am with you on the short. Six feet is a is a requirement. My God. But you you're not gonna make a comment about the little lips, right? You're not gonna make a comment about that. We just gonna roll on past that. We're gonna save that for uh, for the dating for the dating yes. uh, dating show. Yes. I have questions, so many questions, Shannon. Um, another, I'm, I'm I can't think about that. Otherwise, the the rest of the show will be talking about lips. You know, um, mental no dating phobias. We're gonna have to. I, I have. I've yes. wrote that down. Okay. Yes. That's that might be our comeback show in August. Yes. One that's of, gonna have to be a topic. You know what? I was I was really surprised um, when we did the show about the myth of the strong woman and depression. I was really mm-hmm. surprised by the shame. Um, because I did have one one lady that listened to the show, enjoyed the show, but she was scared to to share it because she didn't want people questioning her. You know what I'm saying? She was mm-hmm. like, she mm-hmm. was like, you know, I I really enjoyed the show and I want to share it, but I don't want people to get in my business and start asking questions. Oh. What are y'all? Yeah, and that was my my response too, because I wouldn't even think about me sharing something, you know, a show that people will start asking me questions. I wouldn't 
that wouldn't be where my mind would go. But, and this person <laughs> told me that, you know, this is something that she's dealt with on on and off, you know, dealing with depression mm-hmm. and feeling like, um, I know one of the topics, one of the topics that we got, um, or one of the comments we got on the, I think on the show page, uh, was a young lady saying that, um, and I'd probably have to go back and find it, but one she said something like she she dealt with it a lot, but she didn't have anybody to talk to. And I think because it's still a whole lot of shame and, girl, you just sad and just pray about it. That was, it, it was interesting, you know, because I did get a, that, if I looked at all the shows we talked about, all the different things in, in the history of Define You Radio, period, that was mm-hmm. the one that I got the most response from. Wow. So what what are what are your your thoughts, Lavon? And I know you shared some things on that show too. Yeah. Well, I know from my perspective, I always look at it as when you're the strong sister, you know, the strong black woman, you're that leader, the confident, the go to person for the majority of the people in your circle. To say that you have a problem, you almost feel like you're letting them down mm. because you know you when you know you're that person that they're needing to lean on, but now it's time for you to lean on someone else you sometimes you feel like you're going to be a burden to them because they have their life, they have their problems, you know of course you know their problems because they've told you all their problems. So to go to them now and say, I need someone to talk to or can I share, you feel like you're adding to their problem. Or uh-huh. you have those where you feel like I'm going to let them down because you know they look to you as being that support system. So that was, I think, especially for the person when you're afraid to share, you know, because you don't want to have the questions because if you are that strong person, you know, you got people asking, so what's wrong with you? Because people don't even realize when they're right. asking that it's it's almost offensive because they ask you the what's wrong with you, like you're not entitled to have a problem or to have something wrong with you. Like you can't right. have a bad day, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I, I understand. I definitely understand that. Um, now, I know, you know, you shared your experience, attempted uh, mm-hmm. suicide, um, mm-hmm. but God, on that show. What was the response, mm-hmm. if you don't mind me asking, from the people that knew you that listened to that show? Was it a lot of questions um like how did you you handle that because i'm pretty sure you got your inbox probably was on fire after the show i had more my inbox was more from other people that were not my i would say my circle my family or my friends and and i think that kind of at first it i'm like okay nobody asked or like i didn't know or why you didn't say anything but I'm wondering if it is because they were almost afraid to or in their own way they're trying to deal with, you know, okay, she couldn't talk to me, you know, why, you know, they may be dealing with that. I had more response from 
people that were like, oh, my gosh, you know, thank you for sharing that because they felt mm-hmm. like they were the, was the only person that felt this way that because they've seen me in a lot of ones, people that have just known me off Facebook and, you know, from social media, and they was like, but you're always the one that's motivating everyone else. You're always encouraging everyone. Right. You're always supporting. So, you know, and I had people asking, well, what do you do or how did you handle it? What do you do now? You know, how that you know um, that you need a support system. So where did you go and how did you find that support system? So I had more people wanting to know how do you build that support system when you are that strong person in your group, because I wow. think that's what struck most of the people of everything that I said was when you're that strong person in your group, when you, if you look at yourself and you look at your group and your circle and you can pretty much see that you're the person that if you can almost know something personal, private from almost every person in your group that you know, the other people in the group don't know, then you're, you're the strong one. Mm. So I ended up having a lot of opportunities to share with how you can, you know, where did I get the strength from? You know, where do I get it from now? How do I keep going and how do I not go there again? I I love, love that. And, of course, I have questions. I love that people reached out to, you know, to you and asked you that. And that just, to me, that shows that it's so much we don't know. And we're, we're all grown mm-hmm. women with children. And mm-hmm. we assume, I think a lot of times with women, we assume that no one else is going through what we're going through. Yep. No one wants to, to hear about it. Um, no one, you know, like it's so it's so much shame and everything else because you are expected to be strong. And, you know, one of the things I got from that show when I was looking at it, I was like, I wonder, am I that strong person? And mm-hmm. and I'm 99.9% sure that I am. And and mm-hmm. the reason what made me look at that is because, Valencia, who can you talk to when you're not feeling A1? Because I think now mm-hmm. after going through a depression, I could recognize those, I could recognize like when the fog is starting to come. You know yes. what I'm saying? Um, so it's not uh-huh. like all of a sudden I wake up and or whatever. Because sometimes stuff could catch you off guard and you, I don't want to say off guard, but you ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. But now I could recognize when that heaviness is starting to sit in. Yes. So yes. after the show, me and my husband actually had a discussion. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked him, you know, have you ever you know, felt depressed or, you know, anything of that. Because having that conversation with the man is a wow. little different. Um, you know, I even talked to, to Cameron about it, but my husband said, you know, not since we've been together. Not, oh. since we've been, not since we've been together. And I said, okay, so let me try to tackle this in a different way. Because like I said, when you're having this conversation with, even your your husband or a boyfriend or even your male child, you kind of got to frame it in a way that's comfortable for them. So I said, okay, well, let's do this. I'm going to say the things that make me feel sad, and you tell me the things that make you feel sad. And oh. it sounds crazy, but one of the things I said is, you know, I feel sad when 
you know, uh, what I said, I feel sad when sometimes I feel like I'm not good enough to do everything, you know, and that's the, that's me saying it that way to, to him made him understand, like sometimes, you know, I feel sad when I wake up on them days and I feel like I'm the ugliest person in the world, mm. you know, and that's me being honest. And mm-hmm. as my husband, of course, you know, he never looked at me like that, but this was just like a listening exercise, you know, let me say what all makes me feel sad, you know, and one of the things that he said makes him feel sad is, you know, he, he feels sad when he feels like he works too much and not being home, oh, you know. Um, so it's those things, you know, it was a real, and we kind of just went back and forth, and I said, you know, whether it makes sense or not, just say it. You know, and so I went down a a list of things that make me feel sad. Like I feel sad when I need to wash clothes and I come home from whatever and he's washed them. And to somebody else that may make sense, but to me it makes me feel sad because it makes me feel like I'm not being a good wife. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's those things. I think, too, we worry about having discussions that make sense. Like, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else as long as it makes sense to you and you get it out. So it was a, it was mm-hmm. a very interesting night. We kind of went back and forth, like, all, all night, all night, you know. Um, so I just wanted to, to share that part. Shannon? <laughs> what? <laughs> Your, what, um, with the show, like, what? response did you you get or what were your thoughts what did you come out with from the show we did on depression um what I got was just a lot of um it was pretty much a lot of people applauding our openness is what I got um yeah it was wow I can't believe that all three of y'all just openly discussed that like that like you know that's Mm. not common that's not normal um, so it was definitely. I, I think it was a it was a great way for others to understand that they're not alone, and you never really know like what somebody else is dealing with. Like I believe um, Levon said, you know, actually see people and not just look at them. Yeah. So it it caused a lot of eyes to open, a lot of people to pay attention to others around them. Um, it even me, it even helped me to start paying attention to even people I work with and start paying yeah. attention to their movements, their action, their moods and, and seeing things of that nature. But the biggest response I got was just how in all they were first I believe that it just is three women just openly discussing everything pretty much, but to openly go into depth about depression like that and the myth of a strong woman it really, really like I even had some men saying, "Wow, like you know, y'all are some y'all are strong women. Y'all are for being mm. able to do that. That is the definition mm-hmm. of a strong woman to be, to be able to open up and say that." So you know, it was a lot of kudos. It was a lot of you know, um, just you know, letting people know that hey, we we all human out here. We nobody's perfect. We all struggle with something. So you know, it it helps people to just kind of open up to what's happening 
with them, around them, or, you know, somebody they may see by passing, you know. It's, it's, it was just really, I guess, like I said, they were just in awe of the fact that we were able to, to all three of us together, to just open up. Um, and I, I'm, I honestly just believe with myself that there were some people that got some healing from it somewhere. Somebody yeah. got some healing mm-hmm. from it. Now, I will say this. I, I, I found it really weird. I found it weird. I had a doctor's appointment today, and I can't mm-hmm. say in the past I've ever had a doctor ask me about depression before today. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. It, Right, it was just weird. It was just a regular checkup, and he's like, you know, asking all the general questions and anything you've been feeling lately. No, I'm good. And then he says, okay, well, have you been feeling any kind of way, like depressed or in the or darkness or sadness? Hmm. And I just looked at him and I was mm-hmm. like, he's like, are you feeling? I'm like, no, I just never been asked that in a doctor's appointment before. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I just, you know, I found that to be really, really weird to me today. I was like, that I've never, ever, I, I can't recall ever being asked that. So, and and it might be something that I don't know. Maybe some doctors are trying to incorporate now because it is such a big yeah. issue that's been hidden for way too long. Wow. I think that's a great wow. idea. I, because if you. Let's just be honest. Your doctors know more about you and seeing parts of you you can't even see. You know, they know your whole medical history that you may not even know. You know, most of the time, you know, they have all your medical history from birth. So they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's a great question. And doctors, you know, should start asking, you know, asking that. And I think, honestly, that's a question that, they teachers um, need to start asking, maybe in a yes. different way, um, but uh-huh. start talking to talking to the the kids. Um, which brings me Absolutely. to kind of this, you know, with because if you guys are ready, if you keep up with me on Facebook, well, let me rephrase. If you part of Define Your Movement, you know, I my next. Uh, writing project is through the Valley for Teens. So it's it yes. kind of, and I'm really excited about that because it's a lot of things with, with kids committing suicide, um, shooting up mm-hmm. schools, you know, losing their mind. That's because we get over, we forget how dark it is being a teenager. We forget yes. that. And we become adults and we just kind of, leave it alone so um, if you're interested in being part of or find out more about the Through the Valley for Teens project you know go to ValenciaGWallace.com and just contact me I'm very like this is my heart you know um, over the weekend some of y'all know um, I re- I didn't post any pictures of course because of the setting, but over the weekend I got an opportunity to speak at a women and children's shelter in in Dallas. Um, when I tell you the that experience did a lot to me because mm. you know it's not just the women. You know that would have been one thing, just seeing seeing the women and you seeing the the look. In, in their eyes and you you know like you could just see it like they're in in that valley 
and then having their uh-huh. children, you know, there at the shelter with them, I couldn't imagine, you know, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine, even though, let's be honest, you know, so I probably could have ended up there at some point in time in my life with my child. So right. if you could picture that in the in the, the the depression and the questions that I got asked from some of the the women um with questions like, you know, what do you what do you do when you just tired and ready to give up? And so if I'm talking to somebody, like if I was having a conversation, LaVon, and you asked me that question or Shannon asked me that question, my advice would be different versus someone, yes. you know, living at the shelter, you, you, your advice has to be different. You have to pull from when you were in that place. Um, another question I was asked was, how do you stay motivated? You know, which is basically almost kind of the same same thing. And I, I was just really honest with them. And I told them, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat and tell you that it's easy. It's a battle every day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to always think the worst of yourself. You're going to always think that you messed your kids up for life. You're going to always have those. And it doesn't matter whether you're homeless or have five homes. You're going to exactly. always you know what I'm saying? So um, that that experience really did something to me. And I was telling my friend today, there is nothing like pouring into an empty vessel, so to speak. Yes. There, there is. There was nothing I've ever, nowhere I've ever uh, spoke before. Nothing I've ever done gave me the fullness of that experience. And it, it changed. It changed me. And I told what I did. Um, even the children had questions. Of course, the the kids' questions were a little different. But the kids, like they still had hope. Even mm-hmm. even in that circumstance, they still have hope. And I think a lot of times, as parents, we we, you know, if the if the kids, I think if the kids see their parents broken continuously, then that hope is going to leave their eyes. You oh, know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. So Slowly And I say all that to say, I look, I say all that to say because y'all know I go around about in a circle that <laughs> if you are feeling sad or or depressed or, or those things, it try to find a way to – um. Find find your way out. Like it, it's a battle, but you have to fight your way out because it will eventually affect your kids. Yeah. So that was um. But Levon, I have a question. Yes. When because you talked about building support systems. Mhm. What what advice would you give somebody that's looking for that you know support system? After hearing your story, I'm like, okay, now who am I talking to? <laughs> because I mean, right. when you're talking to someone, I mean, that's just powerful because a lot of times we think that the advice would be the same. Right. And it really wouldn't be. But if you're asking me that, if you're asking me, how, you know, where do you build that support system? How do you get that support system? 
I, the, for me, the one thing that I found is a lot of times we think that we don't have a support system. But I think for me, during that time, those darkest moments is when you really realize who your true supporters are. Because it's going to be someone, because now I can look back and see those people that just ask, you okay? You know, and even though you smile and say yes, it was that of everyone. And and I had to think back about that because I, I remember now two people actually did that. You know, I walked in, you know, cute, made up, you know, just ready, just putting the the smile on like everything was okay, but they saw beyond the makeup, you know, the hair. They saw behind the smile and was like just they could tell something with the spirit was not right. Mm. So you oh. have to look for for those small clues because sometimes when we're in that fog, you know, you don't, clearly see or recognize, but you look for those people that may send that text and be like, you know, you were on my mind today. I just wanted to see how you was mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Or that can say, are you okay? Or if you need anything, call me. Um, and for the strong sister, when you have people that ask you that, and you will know that are genuinely meaning that, you have yeah. to genuinely answer the question. Because, see, mm. as the strong woman, we think, I'm not going to burden her. I don't want to bother yeah. them because they already have enough going on. Um, but we don't answer the question and we just keep it bottled up. But when you begin to release, you know, when you really do just break down and cry and say, you know what, today is just not a good day. And if they can sit yeah. there and just, you, whether you say another word or they say some, they understand that you don't need any words, that we can just sit here and rock together and cry to get together. They'll wipe your oh, face off. You have to look for those people that's yeah. willing to wipe your tears when you're crying. Don't say that's anything, great. but they're willing to wipe your tears and just love on you in that's that moment. Key. And you will begin to slowly see as God plant those people. But we have to really uh-huh. be willing to look for them and be willing to accept the help. Yeah. I love, I love that. Shannon, if you would like to add to that, what does your support system look like? Um, I mean, honestly, LaVon pretty much covered that. Um, <laughs> and I, I, my personal support system, I would have to say, honestly, my first go-to has been my mother. Um, mm-hmm. Now, she is, you know, her being a pastor and everything. So, of course, you know, she's she's got that leadership that lets you know we're going to tackle this thing personality. You know, she's got the you're not going to be defeated. You're not, that's not who you are. That's not, you know, so she's going in. Um, so she's going to be there. She's she's there. She's, she listens. And, and like LaVon said, not only does she wipe the tears, but also prays with and for you. You know, yeah. not just going to just say, well, you know, I'm um, – well, honey, you got to push through this. God's got you. No. She, okay, come on. We're going to pray. Now, you're going to have to mm-hmm. be praying for yourself, but I'm going to be praying with you, too. I'm going to be praying with you about mm-hmm. this. You know, and, and and it really, you need people that actually speak life to you. Yeah. Right? They have to they have to speak life. And I don't mean just speak life, you know, where it's simple to say, oh, you shall live and I die. I don't mean that. But speak life, meaning actually speak to the spirit of who you are. Speak to yourself. Speak to the source of you. Speak to what 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 it is that you're called to do. 
You're not, it's mm-hmm. not your time to go. It's not your time to, to, to be defeated by this because you've got greater things in this world to do. You've got many other lives to touch. You've got people that are waiting for your story. Yes. You can't leave here with you without your work undone. So you need people that speak to you, people that, like you, like LeVon said, that are going to wipe the tears when you cry, people that are going to push you, that are not going to let you just be in that position and just say, well, I tried to help. No, they won't give up on you. They won't give yeah. up. They're, they're, they're right there because they know what's in you. They know what lies in you. And they know for a fact that, honestly, those bouts of depression and dark moments are simply to keep us from recognizing our light. That's all mm. it is. It's simply because yes. there is a light in you that can blind a whole bunch of foolishness. But yes. if you get to that point where it becomes that now, now that that's, that's some other uh, other battles that's got to take place that, honestly, let's just be real, there are people, spirits, devil don't want to really deal with that. They don't want to deal with you on that yeah. level because now it's got to step yeah. up. So let's keep you in a dark place. Let's keep you let's keep you down where you can't see it, where you just people telling you that might be it, but you don't even see it. You can't even imagine that because right now where you're at, you're you're not even there. Wow. So you need people close to you that also see that light in you, that see that light that wanna break through. Yeah. And that's gonna help you chip away at those dark moments that's blocking it to get to that light to help you shine. So if they're not helping you shine it, they're not helping you uh, uh, pray, pray through it if they're not speaking life to you And if they are not helping wipe tears Then that's not a support system And you need to find a new one Exactly Amen Let me um, one, one of the things that I said over the weekend um, Was some people are sent To you And some people are sent For you Hmm Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that I said, and I knew, like, you know, when you're speaking, sometimes you say something you don't plan to say, but it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and that it was one of those one of those things, because people that sent to you, sometimes it's good, bad, ugly. Sometimes they're, you know, you in the fog, and they're going to make sure you get there quicker, you know, they're to sometimes they're to distract you from your purpose, those people that are, you know, that's people that sent to you. But people that's for you, like God sent them for you, they're to, you know, help pull you out, help, you know, wipe your face and and just, you know, look, I don't know what's going on with you, but I know something, something ain't right, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm here when you're ready to talk. And you don't have to say anything, but they already know. And though that those are the people that sent for for you, or those people you know you could go to, because um, I'll get different in inboxes, and sometimes I don't know the people that I'm sent for. Like I could, I'm starting to learn the people that were sent for me, but I don't know exactly who I'm sent for, if that makes sense, or I'm learning or seeing it along mm-hmm. the way, so to speak. Sometimes I'll get a yeah. get an inbox and say, "Hey, I'm not having a good day." Well, you if you inbox me and I have your phone number, that's like an immediate phone call. And my me anybody that's talking to me on the phone, no, my first my go to is, "Okay, what's up?" 
you know, what's what's going on? Let's talk. Do I need to put on some tennis shoes? You know, <laughs> and that's, that's very much my nature. And one of the things when that says that, of course, it, it makes a, it'll make anybody laugh when they hear that because, you know, well, let's see, you're so crazy. You don't even own no tennis shoes, you know, so, um, you, you know, but it, it lightens that load, even if it's just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I love that. And I love that. You know, even people that couldn't respond to the show, I know healing um, occurred because, you know, anybody that follow any of us on Facebook know we some beautiful, strong women. We, you know, out there doing it and 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 stuff like that. But to hear us not only just talk about it, but, you know, from from that standpoint, but talk about it like, hey, we dealt with this. People don't do that, and when when the mm-hmm. conversations aren't, that's like getting mad that your child got pregnant, and you know y'all never discuss uh, having sex, <laughs> much less protect, you know. And yeah. that, that's you sometimes you got to have those uncomfortable discussions. True. That's, that's I think my for a lot of women, it mm-hmm. was it gave it was almost like an awakening for them. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm like. I'm okay, you know, this. so I'm not crazy after all. This is a phase. I can get through it. But I think it was just a, okay, I, I can do this. You know, they just got this awakening or this aha moment like, wow. You know, maybe right. maybe I'm harder on myself than I thought I was because to hear yeah. for those that do know us and follow us and then to hear the story is like, okay, so I'm not crazy. You know, I can do hmm. this. So. I really do think it was an amazing, amazing um, show. Yay. So the next show, um, and audience, Define You Family listeners, whatever title y'all would love to give yourselves, we appreciate y'all listening and sharing and talking about the show and and those things. Definitely um, get in contact with us via Facebook or however you follow us. And let us know what shows you would like to hear, what discussions you would like to um, hear on on the hot seat and discuss, because we proved that we will discuss uh, pretty much a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. with real honest opinions. I think that's what people really appreciate um, about mm-hmm. the show is, you know, the it's opening. real honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so we're going to go ahead and smooth past depression into mm-hmm. competition. Wow. That was that was definitely a um a good a good show too talking about women in in competition, but you know what if we look at colorism and depression mm-hmm. and then we flow into competition some of those issues I think foster competition, you know, Absolutely. and I, we're not talking about good competition. We're talking about the kind of competition where I feel like I got to step on you with my heel or drag, mm-hmm. you, drag you down to uh, make myself feel better. So let's just be honest about competition and, and the mess and the foolishness and, and those kinds of things, you know, because half the people mm-hmm. I see post women should, uh, 
women should work together to instead of how how they say it, women should work together instead of compete against each other. Mm-hmm. The main one. In, yeah, I, <laughs> my son the main ready to roll out my eye. I side so, side <laughs> eye so hard. Contact be on the side of my eye because I'm like, really? Because mm-hmm. the, the main the main ones post scripture on Saturday and then um. Saturday night, like, uh, you know, you <laughs> dragging some other woman down, or or whatever, you know. They come with so, the shade uh, and the petty little comments. That's how you know. It's like you said, they post the scripture, you know, on Sunday. They, you know, thanking God, praise hands, and everything up. But then by Monday, you know, it's back to business. Let's see how many coins I can get on today. So I place, you know, the shady comments and the posts, you know. Try, and it's like you, the same people talking about let's get together and let's, you know, work together and let's not compete. Let's build these kingdoms together. They're the same ones that's going behind your back in your same, in your customers' DMs or, you know, posting shady comments trying to steal and take or to throw shade at what you're doing. Mm. So it yep. is mm. ruthless. Mm. Yeah. Shannon, go ahead. Go ahead, because I feel something boiling in my spirit. (laughs) (laughs) It is. You think about it, though. Mm -hmm. It it is the the truth. It is the absolute, absolute truth. And, I mean, let me just be honest, because where I'm at with it. Hold on, on, Shannon. Let me do a hashtag disclaimer, because you know, LaVon, when Shannon start with, well, let me just be be honest. That's what it's, I was thinking. A, I was like, oh, Lord. She said, let okay, me go ahead. It's just going to be good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, being, I'm, being, I'm, I'm being real good this time. I'm okay. at a point now where, honestly, if I see it, and especially knowing you're not the kind of female that you're trying to make the world believe through Facebook, I'm just mm. going to unfollow you because I don't want right. to see it. Because the way my mm. mind is set up, me looking at your lie and keep scrolling past it, allowing everybody mm-hmm. to say, amen, girl, you talking right, and me not expose the lie. Your lie is on my hand. Your lie is on my hand, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be responsible for your lie. I mm. just, I, I don't, I have a, honestly, I'm I'm like, and I don't know, it could be, you know, they say the older you get sometimes, the less you have a filter, the less you care. I don't know. It, it could be. <laughs> However, Shannon, I don't think you're old enough where you could actually use that. I know. Um, I can't use that. I think that's for people like over 60 or something that could actually use that as a. Well, I don't know what it is. And I just, I'm at a point where I have a low tolerance for foolery and just downright lying. Like, I'm not, I can't, because the way I see it is. I want quality, people of quality in my in my world. I, I'm yeah. a, I want to live my life to where I'm an honest person. Listen to me, transparency matters. And I'm, what I'm not yeah. going to do is I'm not going to hold women. Let's you know, mm-hmm. women. Let's let's work together. Women, let's do this together. And then at the same token, as on the back end, somebody's trying to work with you, and you feel their cause mm-hmm. is beneath you. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't I don't even want to be Shannon, sorry. Bess, I knew it was coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, go ahead, I Shannon. I just don't want to be 
you you fine. I just don't want to be associated with that with that kind of personality because that's that's mm-hmm. energy that you carry that I don't even want to have anywhere near me mm. because it's fake, mm-hmm. it's fraud, it's phony, and for a fact that um. in itself is not only competition, it's jealousy, that is insecurities, that is. I mean, that's just that's lack of self-love of who you are and what you do and lack of confidence in what you are here to do and what somebody else is here to do. Because what I'm here to do is not the same as somebody else, although it may have the same mm-hmm. message. But in the end, there's two different paths that have to be taken because everybody's not going to get it the way I give, the same way everybody's not going to get it the way somebody else gets. And then mm. my thing is, you know, then they post these things, oh, you got your haters put propel you. I'm sorry, honey. I'm too busy focused on what I have to accomplish to know if I even have a hater. Who gives that much time to people that are not with, that's not helping get you where you need to go? Who does mm. that? You want to come you know, Somebody can throw the shoot. I know. Somebody <laughs> can throw the shoot right there. I, mean, I just don't get it. Like, I see a lot of more your haters do this. No, but I'm sorry, y'all. I don't. I don't know if I have a hater. I could, but I don't pay much attention to even trying to find out if I have one. I don't. I don't go looking for them. I don't. Well, let me find out who's hating on me. Who has time for that? Who has mm-hmm. time for that? I'm trying to be great in my life, and while I'm trying to be great, I know my greatness is attached to somebody else. It, yep. it is. Whether people want to believe that or not, it's attached to somebody else. And at the end of the day, if we can help get each other there. Like I like I post a lot of times, women. Hey, I will see y'all all at the top. Let's get it together, because only together mm-hmm. can you can you make moves that you need to make. It, it, and I have to go here because people were quickly <laughs> said, because you're on the Bible. God says, you know, God got to send you alone. He'll send you alone. I said that's a bunch of hogwash. You know, I say that because even if you read. He didn't send Paul alone. It was Paul and Silas, Paul and, and somebody else, Paul and Timothy. It was always somebody with them. Even in the Old Testament when he sent prophets out, he sent, there was somebody with them. Yep. So there's always going to be somebody with you. to be. So don't sit up and act like you don't need anybody and, and act like you're above people because you've got yep. to a certain place where you are. Competition, it's, here's my way I see it. Competition can be healthy as long as, as long as you're both doing it because you know it's meant to push each other. Right. Now, like if me and my brother, like me and my brother are singing, okay, and maybe we'll get into a little competition, but it's only, only because I know what he's trying to do for me is he's trying to get me to, sometimes he says, you overthink everything. Stop overthinking it. Just let it flow. So I know when he does that with me, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to bring out that part of me to not think about it and just do it. So, yeah, it's a competition, but it's healthy because you're helping me grow. But if we don't have that kind of relationship, I don't even want to be associated with you, and that's just me. There's no point. If I can't see anything in you that's going to help me grow and I help you grow, I don't feel there's no point. The only competition that needs to be had is with me from the previous day. I need to do better than I did the day before. That's it. Water my plant or get out my garden. Hashtag nope. <laughs> Y'all were silent for a moment. I wasn't sure if that sounded as good as it did in my head. It makes sense though. Water my plant or get out my garden. Um, exactly. Shannon dropped so many mics. I don't even know if I was. I know. I, no, I, I can't even tell Shannon you. Yet. 
Uh, I was going to say, just go on yeah. and drop the mic, tell people yes. to uh, put their pens and paper down because um, Shannon just took everybody to school. <laughs> she just took everybody to school. But I'm going to tell you, <laughs> when, when when Shannon start, let let me just be honest, and when she get that little Ooh. bass in her voice, like mm-hmm. that little, like you could, you can actually tell when her voice changes. Her octave change. You, you, you get that octave yeah. change. Yeah, she get that. Mama about to take you out of school classes in session all day. So mm-hmm. um, wait, wait, how, great wait point. a minute, wait a minute. How y'all? What, wait, why were y'all talking about me? Like I'm not even over here. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we love you, Shannon. It, but it's the truth. I'm telling you, go back and listen to this show and listen to how yes. your voice stays. Listen, listen to all the shows we've done and listen to how your voice changed after that. Let me just be honest. Yeah, Honey, when she said that, I said I went ahead and sat on back and crossed my legs and said, "Okay, we get ready to go in," because I knew she was going to go in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but she hit on on so so many points, and this is, and I love that you said, you know, you unfriend people and don't know, you know, like I love everything you said because one of the things that I that you know, like to me, you know. Like, you know, like, I mm-hmm. love, you know, co- collaborating with the right people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I love, ooh, okay, let's do this together because it makes it flow. That's, and yes. people, you know, because the main people that I see posted Bible verses and, and, uh, and, and those things that you know are, you know, low-key haters because, like Shannon said, like, mm-hmm. your purpose it's not on that level, which I could have dropped the mic and threw the phone at that point in time, or, you know, um, they fail to realize it in the Bible, and y'all know I don't take, I don't know the exact scripture, okay? But in the Bible, if I'm not mistaken, it says iron sharpens iron. It doesn't say iron yes. And it also says when when two or, or more agree, or either it's when two agree, I know it's not just one person agreeing with they self. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, and people uh. don't realize that. So when you when you and to me, because I'm gonna tell you how, it, and it's so funny because I'll not hear from people, and I'm doing my air quotes for for a while, and then I'll all <laughs> of a sudden get an inbox. Hey, can I come on your show to promote X, Y, and Z? I don't eat. I look, mm-hmm. and I don't and and don't respond. You know, I look mm-hmm. and don't. I've I've told people before um, that I've talked to that wanted to be on the show. Um, I've told people no. You know, just no, because I could. You know, like sometimes you could just hear the the wrongness in people's voice, and you could just mm-hmm. you could just hear you could just hear. I don't know how to how to word it, but to me, if you really listen. Like listen to somebody when they talk, or read in between the lines of those posts. See the kind of things they're they're posting. Like pay attention mm. to 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 the things oh, yeah. that they say. And we, I think a lot of times we don't use our discernment because you know honestly, oh, yes. I ha- I have like a bazillion ideas. Anyone that knows me know my ADD kicks in on full swing, and I'll be like. Okay, hey, I'm thinking about X, Y, and Z, and I think this would be a good fit. Or you know, and sometimes you could you could tell 
like you listen. You know what I'm saying? Like you listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of the things I'm learning as I get older. I'm not old enough to say I can't have a filter yet, <laughs> Shannon. But you know, I'm learning. I'm learning to 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 listen to people, to to pay attention to who who they are. You know, and I think people that have some jealousy issues with you or whatever or um, different things like that, sometimes you can't see it right off, and sometimes you sometimes you can, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you have those random people that you make a post, and they got to put their five cents completely opposite of your post. Well, why are you on my page? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to write as Hashtag amen, Shannon. Hashtag a amen. You know, um, and I'm and and if Shannon wants to talk about that, I'll leave that there. But sometimes well, you yeah, make a you know, really <laughs> Shannon had. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I didn't I didn't see the post. Shannon had a, a really um good post that she that she made. And then some mm-hmm. random person made a really stupid comment, as sometimes people yeah. people do. And I think yeah. Shannon handled it, it quite well. I've had that happen to me. I'll never forget I posted a picture, and um, this was a, a while ago, and some girl who I don't know, because please believe, because we're friends on Facebook, don't mean we're cool in real no, life. No, exactly. That part. That part. You you don't know me because we FBFs. It's you and 4,000 plus other people. I, I'm sorry to get that off my chest. But, um, and so somebody made a comment like, um, I, I, you know, nice picture, but like make something like about the filter used or something like that. And you know, when you take professional pictures, different things are done to your pictures. You know, I don't mm-hmm. walk around every day with flawless skin and everything looking all tight and perfect. That's why you mm-hmm. pay a professional. So, um, and I'm serious. I started to go in because number one, I didn't even know who it was. Like, you know, it was one of those situations. I typed the message up. Ooh. And sent it. Don't you hate those? I, I'm not gonna lie. I typed it up and sent it. Then mm-hmm. I went back and deleted it and blocked deleted the person. Mm-hmm. But I had to get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. But when have you had such a situation <laughs> with with low key <laughs> haters? Facebook, Facebook, social media haters competing because you have a good life and doing things that they're scared to do. They exist. Go ahead, Levon. Well, I have to say, after Shannon, I mean, she just covered the whole spectrum. But the one thing I would have to say, because she says, you know, she, she, you know, can't really use the I'm where I don't have a filter. But what I like to say, especially at the ripe age of 45, I've lived long enough that my BS meter works very well. I know that's right. I'm just in, it is, I think it comes with being in a place where now I truly understand what my purpose is here on this earth, what I'm here to do. And I really don't give a, you know, 
be nice. Uh, you know, I really don't give about what anyone else thinks or say or their opinions or how I should have do I should do it, I shouldn't say, I should have said, I should have looked, you know, what I should have wore. Because at the end of the day, my only job is to walk in the purpose and in the spirit of excellence that God has asked me to, just to be obedient. So I'm just at a place, as Shannon said, I don't mind. I don't mind. I will unfollow and block you so quick. Like and I report you to kids, Facebook. I, I, I do that too. You make a stupid comment on my I, post, I'm reporting you. <laughs> And okay, I, y'all already know, I, I don't even think I have 500 followers. got probably more followers on Twitter and Instagram than Facebook because I'm just very selective into who I allow. Because if, I mean, as soon as I accept your friend request, after I went through your Facebook page to see if you even qualify for me to accept your request, the first, if you make a comment that I don't like or I don't feel that, you know, with the, I will just go, just go right on ahead and block you right back off. Just you know, I'm friends. We don't, we we not even gonna start this because mm-hmm. I, I what I love what Shannon said is because when I'm allowing you to talk like that to tear other yeah. women down, you know, and I don't even like that tearing men down. You know, if yeah. you don't like your baby daddy, that you had him, you slept with him. Don't talk My about drama. him now. You yeah, know, don't I talk don't. about him now. Something was right about him when you were sleeping with him. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Mm. Okay, write that but, down as a as a show for when, for the new season when we come back. Cause that's a show. I mean, that's, that's a show. Just it, it, but I'm just like, you know what? We I I I'm not gonna promote that. And when I do that, if I allow you to stay there and do that, like she said, I'm allowing you. You're not only posting that, but everyone that's connected to me is seeing that. Yep. So I'm yep. not going to allow that. So I'm going to cut it off right there. I owe it to mm. my tribe. I owe it to my audience. Absolutely. Now to ask you your question. Yes, I have had people that would want to come for me, but I, I really don't have that problem quite often because most yeah. people know that I'm I'm pretty quiet in nature. You know, I'm not going to really bother you. You know, I'm going to pray for you. You know, I'm going to support you. But if I have to go in your inbox and we have to have a conversation, then that's going to pretty much be the end of it. I don't mind. I don't have a problem cutting people off. You know, we could be cordial, but I don't, I'm just at an age where I just feel like I don't have to tolerate that. I'm going to tell you what I expect out of our relationship. You tell me what you expect. If we can, you know, handle this then we can move on from here. But if not, then, you know, we don't even have to waste. Let's not even waste the time or the energy. Mm. Very well said. Both of y'all. Very well said. And we need to, we do Mm -hmm. need to extend that into our uh, offline relationships. Um, You know, people that we, we associate with uh, family and friends and and anyone who knows me know, I, I, family, friends, whatever, I buy, you know, and Absolutely. I have to protect my my space, and that may mean that I have to cut you off or I have exactly. to love, you know, love you from a distance. Um, exactly. Because, you know, you have some issues that I I refuse <laughs> to allow in, in mm-hmm. my life, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. 
especially when it's a close relationship, but you know, like in the in your soul, you know this person is um, jealous or secretly competing with you or side-eyeing your wins your <sighs> or whatever else, you know, you do have to do what's, what's best for you. Like, no, kind of, you know, no offense, we, we can't be friends. Or you could play the Deborah Cox song. Her and um, and I'm not gonna sing it because it's not that kind of show. But Google uh, Deborah Cox with uh, what you call it? We we can't be friends. That's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Play it. Just leave mm-hmm. it on their voicemail. You don't even have to have a conversation. Lord, did you say leave the song on the voicemail? <laughs> leave it. Play it. Leave, leave it on the uh, leave it on the on the voicemail. It just says it. Honey, says go to all. YouTube and um, copy the link and send it to them in a the text. I mean, you got so many options now. Inbox it on Facebook. You're right. And that way, I when they're trying to figure out why you unfriended them, they have the the answer right there. I love it. I love it. But you know, Y'all, what you said, been. I love that because what, we just we talked about with the depression. Something? About, you know, even out that we need to extend this outside, you know, of just Facebook, but look at to our relationships yeah. and, and our circle, because we just talked about in depression, you know, ha- being able to have that support group. And especially when you are coming out of depression or you're trying to work your way out, you do, you have to begin to look. And sometimes the good thing about being in that moment of vulnerability is you're able to see things in a different perspective. So you see mm-hmm. those people, like we said, that's there, that's wiping your tears, that's checking on you. Those people that you almost wouldn't have thought would be those that would come. But those, you will begin to notice the side eyes. Those people that's giving you the mm-hmm. side eyes are making those few little shady comments. Ain't nothing wrong with her. Yeah. She just wants attention. Yeah. You begin to notice that. So you, you do, you have to protect your peace. You have to, you know, pre- you know your purpose. Your baby, you, you have to do that. So I love what you said. Even outside of Facebook, you have to look at those relationships and those people that's around you in your circle. And if they're not for you, like Shannon said, they're in your garden. Uh, uh, Valencia said, if you're, you're not watering, then you need to get out the garden. So hmm. send them that song. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> I know. Yes, it is. <laughs> It is, but it's it's, but it's, I love the, that. it's the truth. It's it's the truth, it and I know, um, you know me me being like one hundred percent honest. I've had to honestly cut off a whole lot of family, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not you know because I'll get the text. Oh, you think you better? You don't come around because you do mm-hmm. it X Y and Z. No, I have to protect my peace. Because, number one, I had to fight yeah. to even get at a place of peace, and I have to fight every day to keep my peace. Yes. So, because yes, I notice, you know, sometimes when I go, you know, try to interact with my family, it, it don't sit well with me. Because, number one, the, you know, there's still some unresolved issues there, of course. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of side eye. And, um I'll ne- I'll never forget, you know, when I I was so excited about going to speak in uh Canada last year. Like I was so excited. Um 
I was talking to my grandmother who was, you know, bedridden at the time because she passed last year. And I was so excited. And I was like, yeah, mom, I'm, you know, I'm going to Canada, get to use my passport. Like, so, like it was huge for me. And mm-hmm. my aunt, and, you know, I'm not going to name names, my aunt, her exact words, kid, I kid y'all not, like I can't make this stuff up. I'm not that imaginative. My exact words to me was, um, well, I'm going to a conference too. You ain't the only one that could go to conferences. Oh. Wait. Hold See, on. Those, this those where, side come in. This, wait, this way it gets funny. I was like, mm. oh, okay, what conference you going to? Uh, it was a conference. It was an Avon conference. I was like, oh, are you speaking? No, I'm just going to the conference. Okay, well, I'm going to Canada to speak. How are you comparing apples and oranges? Even my grandmother had to laugh. That ain't even like apples and oranges. That ain't even them two fruits. You it's not. It's a fruit and a vegetable. It's that's grass a bread. And, I don't know. That's a but, you apple know, this, this and is a like, cat. But, but Lord, notice the, the initial. <laughs> See, the, uh, that's the an apple and a pork chop. I mean, that's real different. <laughs> I love an apple and a pork <laughs> chop. Hashtag amen. But you know, like, why, oh my God. why would you even even say that instead of, you know, something like, you know, I'm, pr- I'm proud of you, I'm excited, or better yet, say nothing? Because I was talking to my grandma. Nothing. Nothing. Instead of, it's powerful. You that you ain't the only one that could go to conferences. What? Where did they even come from? Because you don't never like none of my social media posts, and I don't talk to you. So you know, sometimes your family be low key mm. talking. Hey, I'm done. I can't be serious about that no more. Because <laughs> I'm about the apple. She said the apple and the pork chop. I can't. Because you can't even. Sometimes we give you family. You was nice. You said apple and orange. See, both of those are fruits. They're in the same, you know, family. The, on the food pyramid, they would be in the same segment of the pyramid. Attending a conference. We're not even going to go back down that road. That ain't even the same I, segment on the food pyramid. It's, it's, it's not. That's that's a whole other show. Dealing dealing with family. We got like our first yeah. like we got like three shows when we when we come back. But that is true. I know I already people, <laughs> You know, a lot of people look at we looking at, you know, friends being low key haters or, or competing and stuff like that. You may need to look a little closer to home. Mm-hmm. That's not the way why you can't get peace. You mm-hmm. know? I know that's true. I think the only thing is to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think with with family, they're not so low key. They they don't, they're not low key at all with some of them. They mm-hmm. they want to be blazing right out in the open with it and let you know, you know. Uh, yeah, they 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 not so low key. Uh-uh. Or have conference calls about you, uh, mm-hmm. or maybe that's just my mind. Oh, I'm I'm dropping mics <laughs> today, bombs. <laughs> I, and every day, but it, it, I mean, I'm being 100% honest because I do want the women and men listening to know that, you know, yeah, when you walking in your purpose, when you trying to be a masterpiece, trying to masterpiece, the things that come at you, it's going to be so ridiculous. You're mm-hmm. going to have a hard time believing it. But I'm, you know, oh, yeah. instead of the people that you hope 
that you could talk to, you know, the people you hope you could talk to about your issues and, you know, and different things like that instead of that they're, you know, like Shannon say, they they ain't low-key with it. Yeah. And and it, it's a hurting feeling for a hot second because you go from a hot second of hurt to a hot second of anger, or maybe that's just me. Angry. No, but you, that's me too. you know, you, you recognize it for what it is, and your support system may not have the same blood as you. Oh, yes. Yes. That's a whole other show. That, that's yes, what I was yes. going to say. That's a whole show by itself. You know, that's pretty much what I have to say uh, with that. That's pretty much what I have to say with with tonight's show. I, I think it was a very good hot seat season recap. Ladies, what, what is your... Oh what, yes. What did you enjoy? Um, I guess in in this season, what what can maybe the audience look forward to when we come back from our break? I was well, say, I am excited. What are y'all? <laughs> um, I mean, I would say, um, they can they can honestly they can just look more. Look forward to more honest talk. Um, it's yeah. very rare that you get transparent, honest talk in 2018, and mm. they can they can look forward to more of that because I know, for me, for one, I do. I, I transparency to me is huge. Like I don't believe I can completely heal and help somebody else heal if I'm not willing to be transparent about mine, and. Um, I've been around Valencia enough to know she's that's that's who she is. You get this is who she is. You're gonna get that. That's what it is. Um, and even just the time that I've known Levon, I have to say the same. So, you know, we're transparent, real women. We're not gonna sugarcoat it. We're not gonna make it sound cute and pretty for you to get it across. No, it is what it is. This is real life. This is real talk. Mm-hmm. Real stuff. Real women. And. You know, you just can expect to come back and get some raw, open, transparent discussions that, at the end of the day, the goal is to help somebody else grow and help somebody else heal. So exactly. make sure you join us again next when we get come on back. Join us again because we got to talk about these men, short men with lips. If they don't have nice, juicy lips, and if they're short, they're short, I can't work with it. Listen, we're going to have to talk about it. I have such a phobia of short men, but carry on. <laughs> Y'all should see my face at this moment. I'm just, I, uh, Levon, <laughs> what did what did you get from from the show? And what are you like? What what are you looking forward to? We definitely are going we're going to talk about dating phobias. I came yes, with Shannon. We are. We are. We are. <laughs> Well, I can say it's been an amazing ride um, thus far, so I'm super excited about what the next season will bring. I am sure that it's going to take us to another level and to stretch even more because we, as Shannon said, we are we have been very open. We've had open and real um, conversations, not sugarcoating anything. So I think that's going to open us up to go deeper, you know, to be able to take. Um, some conversations and have some real conversations that are ma- that matters 
um, in this day and age to us. I think we will continue to help um, those that are listening in to get their life, you know. I think mm. we're going to continue to help people get their life. Hashtag so amen. come on back, join us, because I can promise you, you never know what you're going to get when you get us three together. You yeah, that never know. True. That's <laughs> the hashtag three amens on that. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the things that I really have enjoyed um, with the with the hot seat is the real open discussions that we can have, and it's like. Kind of like, you know, sitting at home and I got my coffee, LaVon has her hot tea or chilled cup or something of the nature, Shannon, I don't know what Shannon got going on, drinking probably tea or water or something something healthy or something, I don't know. Um, but it's like having, it's, that, it's those, I think what we've done is provided a support system in a way. Yes, mm-hmm. for those women that don't have um, other people that they could talk to about different issues. And so mm-hmm. I think Define You Radio Classes and Session has turned in Define You Radio, we're your support system, because we mm-hmm. definitely oh. want to hear, hear, address, and discuss it, the, you know, the issues, the things going on with with women, and it has been like, it's been awesome, and I'm definitely looking forward to coming back with the bang the first Tuesday in in August. Um, probably we probably won't talk about dating phobias. There's no telling. We're gonna come up with something something really juicy to to kick off the um, the next season. And you know, if you guys have any shows or topics you want to discuss, feel free to inbox or or email. Or inbox, let us know on the Define You Radio Facebook page, me, LaVon, or Shannon. If you have my phone number, feel free to text me and let us know what topics you want to hear and, you know, hear us discuss on the show. So that's my two cents. You guys enjoy our month off. And uh, with that being said, pens and papers down, uh, classes officially on break. See how I rounded that in? I moved that in there. Um, <laughs> make sure you are connected with us and the show. And until the first Tuesday in August, where you will listen live to probably one of the hottest hot seats ever. That's a lot to live up to. We're going to have to come up with something. Oh, good. yes. Um, <laughs> your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition. And it's up to you what you do with that. And that's the one thing that I want everybody to take from the show. So it doesn't matter who, who hurt you or did something ugly to you five minutes ago. If it won't matter five years from now, just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Class is officially yeah. over. Thank you for listening to Define You Radio. Make sure you connect with the show on Define You Radio's Facebook page or visit ValenciaGWallace.com. Until next time, remember your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition, and what you do with that is up to you.